0: Green Team Academy podcast, episode 54. My interview with Rose Thomas, founder and chair of the Green Valley Ranch Farmers Market in Denver, Colorado. Hey, are you ready to make a positive impact for the planet? If so, then you're in the right place. My name is Joan Gregerson and I am an eco nut. Thanks for joining me today, and don't forget to head over to the greenteamacademy.com website to pick up plenty of other resources to help you on your way. And with that, let's get started. Hey, Green Team, what's up? Oh my gosh, it's so nice to be back again with you today. And you know, it's summer and there's all kinds of outdoor events and gardening stuff and farmers markets, right? But you know, your access to, to those kind of things really depends on where you live. Today we're going to be talking with Rose Thomas who who saw a need for something in her community and four years ago started the Green Valley Ranch Farmers Market. But let's talk a minute before I introduce you about that whole idea. So where I live, which is uh, just east of downtown Denver in Colorado, within three miles, so walking distance, I can get to a Whole Foods, Natural Grocers, Trader Joe's, King Soopers, Safeway, and Sprouts. And I also, to, to add to that bounty, There are also farmer's markets, so there's one in Cherry Creek that goes on um, Sundays and Wednesdays, and there's one at East High School that goes, okay, no, that was Saturdays and Wednesdays, and the one at East High School goes on Sundays. So I'm just surrounded with all these, these healthy, nutritious food options. So we're gonna contrast that to where Rose has been living for 20 years in the Green Valley Ranch area, that I just looked and it said the population is about 30,000 people. Right now they have one King Supers there. And, um, and I believe it, that serves some of the, the surrounding communities. I don't know if there are other um, supermarkets there, but there's 120,000 people in the far Northeast area. So they have plenty of fast food and gas stations, convenience stores, liquor stores and so that is the definition of a food swamp so a food desert means there's there's very little access to fresh food a food swamp says yeah not only that but there is access to um to low quality food instead so so uh rose saw this need she was hoping somebody else would would jump in and and take the lead and nobody did so so she went ahead and started on this so you're going to hear about how she's been able to use a lot of her skills i think and this is a good thing for all of us to know if you have skills in the working world kind of corporate type of project management skills whether you worked at a nonprofit, anything like that You could take those same skills and work on a project where you have no background whatsoever, just like Rose has done. And the other thing I want to mention is that she's been able to build this thing that's a community experience, bring in all these different partners and showcase local vendors. Um, There's still a challenge to get those local produce vendors. So produce, um, meat, um, eggs, flowers, herbs, those kind of folks to commit to being there at the farmer's market. So if you happen to know anybody that might want to participate in that Green Valley Ranch, she's um, working out a very good deal for folks to to come in to make sure that that is being provided to the community. But she's got this idea to start where you can, so building this community experience, which then will be more attractive for bringing in more of those um, produce types of vendors. All right, so with that, I'm going to turn it back over to my interview. I sat down and talked with Rose on June 10th, 2019, Um, so just a week ago at this point, And um, I think you're really going to enjoy hearing about this journey. And so with that, let me turn it over to that interview. Tell us a little bit more about your your connection to Green Valley Ranch and um, what your role is there.
1: Definitely, thanks so much, Joan. It was probably around six years ago, maybe seven years ago, a few of us had been talking about our frustration with the lack of a farmer's market and options for local fresh produce in the area. And we were complaining that we had to drive 20, 30 minutes or or more further out to get to one of these type of markets. And we kept encouraging other people to see if they would start a market. A few years later, nothing really came to fruition on that. After talking with some others, and especially my husband, who's a huge support, I finally decided I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and try to start a market out here and see where it goes. And sure enough, four years ago, we did our first year, and it was a lot of lessons learned, but we were able to really build on that each year, and now we're entering our fourth year.
0: Wow. that's <laughs> I love the story, too, because that seems how it always starts, is like, wouldn't, isn't somebody going to do this? (laughs) And then you finally figure out, oh no, I'm somebody, (laughs) I guess. So um, before we get too far, um, tell us a little bit about Green Valley Ranch as a community. Where is it? What's kind of the makeup and why, like what's around there that you don't have that many healthy options? What do you have and what, what did you see
1: missing? Sure, Green Valley Ranch is, I like to explain it, that we're about 10 minutes of the Denver International Airport. So we're out in the northeast area and our overall area is actually referred to as the far northeast area and that includes Green Valley Ranch, Montbello, Gateway, High Point and the um, Denver International Airport area. When we moved out here about 20 years ago, we were surrounded by fields, which was beautiful because you get the scenery of the mountains, you had fields, flowers, and cattle. But over the years, things have developed and there's been a lot of housing and, and other type of things, Some a little bit of retail. And we really only finally got one grocery store um, probably around a decade ago. And of course, it can't handle the amount of people that are in this community. So again, a lot of people end up driving even further out um, to get more access and and more variety and that type of thing. There is plans hopefully in the next 10 to 20 years, but in the meantime, we were hoping to fill a gap and uh, not only bringing the produce and some of the local products and services to be more accessible to the community, but it was also really about building community, that sense of community and connection with one another out here.
0: And so is your, um, so what is your role with the farmer's market? Is it, is the farmer's market, is it something you started through the neighborhood organization or, because again, I think people are always wondering like, ah, how do I do this and how do I reach out to people? And it sounds like you had a little bit of a platform to, to build off, to be able to connect or to reach out to people.
1: Yes. Initially, I put together a a rough business plan in terms of what we would need for bare minimum to get the market off and running. And it really involved some signage, some basics from an administrative uh, situation, some general insurance, things like that. So with that, we took that very small amount that would be needed to start the market, and then we followed up with three of our um, quasi-governmental metro districts and HOAs to get their initial support. So they helped support the initial funding of the market four years ago, which was really minimal. It was $400 for each of them. And from that, we were able to basically then become self-sustainable with the minimal fees that we charged the vendors. And it has been growing every year, and we've been able to increase the benefits to the community because it's all 100% volunteer led. So all the money goes back into the market in the community.
0: Wow. So that's a, that's a really interesting model. So you did, you looked at that. That's kind of crazy that you can start a farmer's market for that small of money. Um, so, and I guess by doing it as a volunteer, um, organization you are are able to do that and so is the is the farmer's market is it a separate business
1: then or is it a a part of
0: yeah
1: it's still a subset of the gvr south hoa so it's basically conducted under that but it is its own separate entity uh, within that organization so they're separate financials that get presented to the board each year and things like that. But basically, all of the money that is put back into the market is generated by the market. Okay,
0: so you had this idea. You you started with the business plan. You went and got that initial um, small amount of funding, and then so so what year was that? And and how did that how did your first launch go? What How did you even know where to start or or what was that? That first year must have been pretty interesting.
1: It definitely was, that was back in 2016. And it was a little bit of a guessing game. Um, I was able to connect with a couple people from different organizations, the Metro Districts and the HOA that I had mentioned before, as well as the Green Valley Ranch Citizens Advisory Board, the Sustainability Neighborhoods from Denver, and the council gilmar's office as well we had all of representatives from each of these areas get together and just share ideas and feedback and get together a rough plan of how we could get this thing off the ground and running and we did that over the course of a couple months and then we basically threw caution to the wind and kicked it off uh, in the month of april which again was one of those lessons learned and I and again I don't think it should ever stop anybody from trying because you'll learn from the things that don't work well so you can make those adjustments the subsequent year or time frame and make things even more successful but one of the early lessons we learned is that in a farmer's market you get your vendors booked no later than January February time frame at the latest for the summers so if you're trying like we were in the timeframe of April, you were hitting a lot of roadblocks because most vendors were already booked for their farmer's market that year. But we were creative and we were persistent and we were able to get a total of 10 vendors throughout that first year.
0: And so what, what is your qualification for when you're looking for vendors? What's, what's your goal
1: Our goal, we we always try to focus and give priority to folks that are offering local, fresh produce products, handmade, that type of, of product and service. However, we don't wanna necessarily turn away other vendors that are providing services to the community and can make it more convenient by bringing those folks to the market as well. And again, they help to provide support for other amenities that we were able to provide through the farmer's market.
0: Okay. So that first year, so you got 10 vendors signed up. Um, And so, so did the farmer's market start then in June or what, what did, what was that first, your first day like then at your farmer's market? Paint us a picture.
1: It was quite interesting. We decided to start the market in in cooperation or organize it on the same day as a free community concert that was sponsored by Oakwood homes for green Valley ranch at the rec center in the amphitheater. So that we could hopefully leverage the folks that were coming in for that. So people were coming for the concert anyhow, and then they noticed a few of these tents and word started to get around that. Oh, we're starting a farmer's market. And it was an overwhelming Positive response from the community, the excitement. Even though we only had a handful of vendors, they were so excited. They were swarming those few vendors. They probably did better than they'd ever done at any market at any time because there was so much interest for it. But by and large, folks were like, you know, we know there's not produce immediately, and, you know, definitely we'll work on getting that. But the few vendors that were there did really well and were well received by the community. (laughs) <laughs> so that's a good tip. As
0: people are thinking about these things, instead of trying to get people to go somewhere that they're not used to going, you built off something where people already were. That's, that was probably a really, really good idea. So what are some of the tips that you have figured out for, for getting the produce? Cause that, so that sounds like it's one of the um, more I don't know, time-consuming or difficult or something uh, more challenging is to get those produce vendors um, into the farmer's market?
1: It's a little bit of a chicken and an egg situation because you want to get the folks there to show up to purchase from the vendors, but you have to get the vendors there to have the people show up to want to buy things. Um, But it's really about trying to find some... um, incentives especially early on where maybe you let the vendors come in for no fees initially for the first few weeks until you start to build up more of the um, patronage and or you know this year we're also looking at we've we've contacted probably close to 20 different uh, farmer vendors because of course we still want to get more produce and variety out to the community but We're also looking at maybe just having focused days of the market where certain produce is available that we can really promote in advance so people could come out and get those specific things versus um, not being able to have that specific produce variety at every single market.
0: Mm. Oh, that's great. And as you said, like there's really no way you could know this stuff ahead of time. You just have to just start and then see what happens and then go from there and it sounds like you're being very innovative very creative doing that and the the other thing i wanted to talk with you about so the way that i met rose is that she's part of the green team accelerator lab so this is 20 people that signed up this year to to be part of this mentoring program this incubator to see if they could um start or grow their teams to be even more impactful. And so that's where I met Rose and um so along with the sustainability, I mean a farmers market already is a sustainability initiative, but you've decided this year to take that one step further with these sustainability themes. So can you tell us a little bit about um about how that went because I think again I've I've had that experience of trying to do Uh, monthly sustainability talks and to get people to come to that talk to wherever that place is where they're not used to going you don't always have that big of a response so you're now you got them used to coming there so so tell us a little bit about this sustainability theme idea
1: sure so four years ago when we started the market and got to ten vendors the next year we liked having the music we wanted to expand the music so we were able to use the proceeds of the market to actually expand live music to all markets the second year and then the third year we thought what else can we do to help attract people to the market and we were able to incorporate a a, an hoa sponsored free family activity such as face painting caricature henna and again each of these things we continue to get a lot of positive feedback which I think encourages all of the volunteers that are really trying to make this bigger and better every year. And last year we had three markets where we had a sustainability focus and one of them was honeybees and pollination and the benefits of honey and the benefits of the having the bees and insects be able to pollinate etc. So we wanted to really take that to the next level and we thought instead of just expanding that by one or two markets, let's just identify a theme for every single market and put forth effort to try to get community partners engaged to provide more information to the community and then really leveraging Facebook and social media to get the word out so that people that are interested in certain areas or maybe not familiar with, that, with those areas at all could easily come to the farmer's market Enjoy the atmosphere, connect with the community, get some local produced products, and find out more about sustainability.
0: That's so smart. (laughs) That's a really good, that's a really great idea. And I know from talking with you a little bit about this, so the model is, so for one or more of those folks to, to give them a free or reduced fee booth so that they can come out and have that education bring that additional value to people. And yeah, and speaking more about like the just kind of the magic of collaboration. So part of the Green Team Accelerator Lab, um, folks there started this idea of the Denver Compost Challenge. And so then I posted that on this new meetup. I'll leave the link there. A volunteer saw that and was like, that's cool. And she's like, I want to do more. So then she came out and volunteered with Rose, and then there's other people out there, EcoCycles, part of our lab, and, um, and then Denver Urban Gardens is out there teaching about composting, and so, yeah, it is this virtuous cycle, but when you, you open those opportunities for people, you're never helping someone else without it somehow flowing back to help you. I think. Yeah. And so how did you find the actual site? I'm just trying to think through all the different questions that people might have if they were thinking of doing something like this themselves. So how did you come up with the actual place where you could hold the farmer's market?
1: Um, We did, we just kind of went through the area and thought, okay, what could actually hold the volume of people that we expect to be at the market? what type of environment would be enjoyable for people to come, what could handle the parking, et cetera. And that's really where the first thing that came to everyone's mind when we had these initial meetings was the local rec center because that has a beautiful amphitheater and lake and there's already concerts that occur there and there's a beautiful tree-lined walkway. And that was another thing that we learned too. The first year we had it along the front of the sidewalk of the entrance where there are no trees and it got very hot in the middle of summer. And then that later that season, we moved it to along the walkway where there's a lot of uh, tree, trees and shade, which made it, of course, more enjoyable. But our eventual goal is to expand all the way around the lake. We're only at a very small portion of the lake right now um, with that walkway. But our end vision is to have that lake surrounded by vendors and the community farmer's market. That's
0: Interesting to, and that's, that's really, it seems like a really a blessing in your community to have such a gorgeous spot with the lake and the walkway and the rec center.
1: Oh yeah, it definitely is. And in addition to that, the, they'll be expanding the rec center with an indoor pool. It was part of the Denver bond program or um, the the Denver bond that got passed. So that's just another thing that's going to hopefully attract more people to that area.
0: Mm hmm Yeah. And so the, when you said, I just wanted to, to go back to the beginning where you said, um, that people were saying, you know, we're having to drive 20 or more minutes away to find, um, good variety of, of fresh food, um, is Green Valley Ranch considered? Where does it fall on the idea of a, a food desert or a food swamp? And what do those what do those terms really mean um, to to you as you're as you're thinking about this?
1: Yeah, we definitely. Um, and again, I, I don't think about it as just Green Valley Ranch. I think about it larger as the far northeast area, but yes, it's definitely considered a food desert area where there's not easy walkable access to a store that has fresh products and produce and that type of thing for the community. So it was really an opportunity to start something like that hopefully be able to to bring more to the community and then really, as I said before, to hopefully engage the community more because when we all come together, and share information and ideas. We're just gonna hopefully spark um, innovation and motivate one another to really start. And it doesn't matter what it is, any little thing. You have an idea, start it yourself. Other people will start to be attracted to those things that are going on and they'll wanna get involved and slowly but surely you'll make it bigger and better.
0: And there There is something magical about farmers markets I mean I, I remember that one year I had a family member come out and visit, and we went to all different kinds of like you know cool and touristy places around and The one that was the most memorable was the farmer 's market and it is just like that thing that really gives the local like literally the local flavor. Um, to show what, you know, the uh, kind of all the love and the things that are growing and the the cool things that people are creating right there um, that are specific. I think it's like kind of anti-big box store. Um, yes,
1: yeah, and one of the, I think my most favorite things about the Green Valley Ranch area in the far northeast area is we are one of the most diverse in Colorado, not just Denver, and to see that type of community come together and just enjoy the environment and be able to give back to the, to the community, it's a wonderful thing.
0: And uh, your farmer's market is on Wednesdays. So yeah, tell us a little bit about the, the schedule, like when is it open, what when is the start and end date, and where can people find you?
1: Definitely, the farmer's market, Is held on Wednesdays from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's at the Green Valley Ranch Rec Center outside in the front. Again, a beautiful walkway, tree lined with a beautiful lake and amphitheater. We have live music every day, every day at the market, as well as a free family activity. And you could definitely come out, not only hopefully try some different. local products and services that are available there's food trucks to enjoy food where you can sit down listen to some music and enjoy a free family activity as well and most importantly learn about some sustainability focus that we have each week last week was wonderful about composting we learned about backyard composting the denver compost challenge and some other organizations like EcoCycle. and then this next week the next week will be recycling we have water conservation. We have mobility. We have so many different topics. You can look again on the Facebook page at GVR Farmers Market for more information each week on what to look forward to.
0: How are you, um, what if there's somebody that wants to, it's like, wow, I want to be part of this. How, instead of just showing up there, but they maybe want to volunteer or be part of your, your team somehow, what would you, what opportunities do you have?
1: We have opportunities for everyone and anyone, regardless of what capacity you wanna serve in, we can find something for you, whether you wanna be active at the market and engage with the community and provide information, or if you wanna do more behind the scenes of locating additional vendors and community partners to get engaged and involved in the market. So whatever your passion is, we can find something to help you fill that and you know give back to the community, and you can, again, reach out to us on Facebook or my email address is also on all the flyers that are posted there.
0: Okay, great. And I will post those there as well. And so if there's somebody who uh, finds out about this, it's maybe not during the, the farmer's market time. Can they also, do you have things happening throughout the year or what would you recommend as far as if they want to do something around sustainability in that area?
1: I would love to connect with them. I've actually now connected probably with half a dozen people in the far northeast area that are really passionate about one or multiple areas of sustainability. So I could definitely get them connected with some people or just provide them with some more resources and support to help them get whatever initiative they want to get started. So if there
0: are people that are living somewhere and they're maybe saying like you were saying like, gosh, somebody should do this, what would be your advice? Because certainly you've, you've gone through some lessons learned. So if, if somebody was to get on the phone with you for a few minutes and say, what should I do? Where should I start? What would you advise?
1: I would recommend they just move forward with whatever effort or initiative they want want to do and it's really especially with the internet access and information we have readily available at our fingertips there's a lot of information you can reference and resource I mean Green Team Cafe is another great reference and and resource there's so many people out there whatever your interest or passion is get connected with some other people because it is always easier to do something when you're doing it with others. But at the very least, don't let that stop you start and don't look at it as I wasn't the thousand percent successful. Look at it as you definitely learned some lessons so that you can incorporate those things and make them better. The next go around, that might be the next day, the next week, the next month, or the next year but you're learning more and you're getting better and you're just making things better for the community and the environment.
0: From what I see that you did is I see that you took that initiative. So that's the first thing is just do it. And, um, and, and then the other was going out and forming those partnerships and, And the other thing, like, I also like that your business plan and figuring out how much money, this is something I tell people a lot is, I think sometimes people plan first, like they go, oh, but we don't have the money. Like, they try and start with the resources they have and then make a plan to fit. And what you did was, which I think is the more effective way, is you start with a vision and then you once you decide on the vision and you've got that solid vision, then you say, what do we need to make that happen? And then go find it. And that is, so, so that was a great um, part of that. And then I think also just like this continuously innovating. So bringing in music and, um, and getting more vendors and changing the location from one area to another, just so that it's more enjoyable and uh, and then also bringing in this the sustainability theme and, and more folks. so I, I think there's so many different parts of that that you're, you're you're just crushing it with. so those are all good tips for someone else to do. All right, so any other little parting? Is there anything that we forgot before we wrap up here?
1: No, I think we covered it all and again, I would encourage if, if anyone is in the area of far northeast area or green valley ranch to come out on a wednesday evening check out the farmer's market and enjoy the community environment we've established but i'm going to
0: put all those links in the show notes so there'll be links to the farmer's market to how to get a hold of rose to the sustainability themes um, all the different things that we mentioned you'll be able to find there All right. So thank you so much, Rose, for joining us. And remember, everybody, the time for action is now because there is no planet B. Thanks, Rose. Bye.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Well, that's it for another episode of the Green Team Academy podcast. Remember to check out all the resources to help you make a positive eco-impact in your community at greenteamacademy.com. Thanks so much and see you right back here soon.